Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hey friends, welcome back to the Parenting Uncovered podcast. We are so honored that you're here on this parenting journey with us where we're all together just learning how to do better the most important job that God has ever given to any of us as parents, which is which is raising kids. And uh, we've got a, a great guest with us. Uh, our friend Susan Thomas is back. She is a licensed professional counselor and so full of wisdom, the mom of four kids. We're going to talk today about an important topic, and that topic is how divorce impacts children. We're, ra- we're, we're living in a time right now when um, divorce is, is very, very commonplace. Uh, as many as half the kids or more are being raised in a home where their blended family issues or divorce is a factor. And some parents are just holding on in the marriage for no other reason than just trying to kind of get to this this so-called finish line when the kids are out of the house so that they can part ways Mm -hmm. and they're living essentially just as roommates until that happens uh, because they're afraid of how the divorce might impact the kids so we're just going to dive in and talk about it these are big issues you know we don't want to make anybody feel any any shame for whatever Mm -hmm. your your current situation might be um your marital status might be but we want to equip you to let you know um just how kids are impacted by all yeah, this. So, absolutely. Susan, welcome back. Thank welcome you. Back. Oh, I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, this is a, a hard topic. It's a painful topic. And even sure. to the people listening right now, there are multiple different people in the audience, right? Listening to these words. And some of you, maybe um, you're in the middle of a divorce. Uh, maybe you've already gone through a divorce, a, a choice you made or a choice that you had did not have control over. Um, others may be contemplating that decision yeah. or that choice. There may be some people right now that um, you're married, but you're the product of, a, of growing up in a family where there was divorce. So mm-hmm. there's so many different applications to this topic. And I think the overarching starting point is understanding God loves you right where you are. Yes, yes. His grace is sufficient. And your weakness, whatever, you know, in your weakness, if you lean into Jesus, he is strong. And so as we enter into that conversation, I think that's kind of the overarching message that needs to just be all over it. Mm -hmm. And then it's really about unpacking divorce. Why is it such a big deal? Um, I think, you know, most people, if not all people don't typically enter a marriage thinking, hey, we might divorce. Mm -hmm. That's not a thought at the top of mind when you're at the altar. And so it's not a goal. Um, But many of us in this broken world, we find ourselves in and lots of circumstances and and choices along the way. It's a reality Mm -hmm. that many, many, many of us face. And so understanding divorce, when you look at it through, again, the worldview that I practice from with my counseling, the worldview that I live with in my own life. For me, we all look to God, what's your design? Mm -hmm. Because your design is how we flourish. Uh, And then when we don't follow your design, there's brokenness. 
yet you're the God who puts us back together. So for me, when I look at divorce, just that starting point is we talk about how does that impact kids? I go back to one example in Malachi chapter two, where this often I believe gets very misunderstood, where God is talking to his people and he's talking to them about his design for marriage. And one translation says, I, God, I hate divorce, that it's a picture of actually violence against that spouse. And really it's that family. If you've ever been through divorce or been in divorce, it can be a violent experience for everybody, like a car crash of the soul for everybody, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everyone involved. And that's not by chance. That's a reality. And some people see that and say, well, if I get divorced, God hates me. That's not what the scripture says. It says, I hate divorce. Why does God hate divorce? Well, for many reasons, but one is because he loves us so much. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to go through the car crash. And so understanding the heart of the Lord is, is huge, but then also understanding your child is going through what's equivalent to a massive, massive car crash of the soul. Don't minimize it. Don't think that they are the exception or that because that particular child manifests in a quiet, mild manner, well, they made it out okay. Nobody makes it out without injury when it comes to uh, the, the breaking of a family. And so wherever you are in that journey, beginning to understand the condition of your child and Lord, how do we move forward into your healing? And so for some of it's, again, depending who's listening, this for the person who's contemplating divorce, our prayer is let's invest in your marriage. Mm -hmm. You guys are part of an incredible team providing phenomenal resources to help us married people out here discover God's amazing way to, to live out marriage. To that person, that's where we would start of, you know, don't minimize um, the damage to yourself, to those children, to the person who's been through it. Let's go on the path to healing Mm -hmm. so we can see those children begin to heal in a way that begin, they begin to thrive. Yes. And I think it is possible. Yes. Because I know in my friends and in in couples that um, over the years we've come across that have divorced and just you know, hearing their stories in their heart, sometimes, you know, especially the moms that I'll talk to, Mm -hmm. they almost feel, they feel shame Mm -hmm. because they feel like, well, because we, we couldn't figure this out, we've damaged our child forever. Like they feel that way. And that just breaks my heart. And I just want to, if that's you, if you clicked on this because you're like, yes, because I just don't know how to, how to help my child in this way. Just know that again, I want to reiterate what Susan said and that you're not alone, that God sees you. He loves you. He loves your child. He loves your family and, and he can work through this with you and he can bring healing to all of you, Mm -hmm. but it is a process. And I know something I found, and I know this is, um, there's been studies on this and I've seen this even in relationships that um, we've had with people uh, who who are who are grown children who came out of a divorce. Um, there's this thing where kids for the longest time, even through their healing journey, and I, and I want you to speak on this, Susan, because I know you'll have a lot to say about this, but they will want their parent, like they have a longing in their heart and a dream in their heart for their parents to one day reconcile. Mm, yeah. And I remember years ago, uh, we were volunteering in youth ministry with another couple who, who we love dearly. So we were all in our early 20s and her, the, the wife's parents had divorced at least a decade prior, right, sweetie? Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe even yeah. more. And she told me, uh, we were just having a deep conversation about our childhoods and she teared up and she said, you know, my mom ended up getting remarried several years after the divorce that the dad had cheated on her mother. Mm. 
and it was terrible. I mean, it happened in her formative yeah. years, really hard on her and her brother. And, uh, and she said, my mom ended up meeting a really nice man and married him. And he's been a wonderful stepfather to me. I have no complaints there at all. But she said, but in my heart of hearts, I just can't let go of the longing for them to yeah. one day yes. reconcile. Yes. And that's such a... And she's like, she was like 24, yeah, you, I don't four, think you, you know? Outgrow it. Yeah. You know? And, that's right. You know, our youngest son... I had a play date recently mm -hmm. and he, a little boy came over and he's like eight years old, precious kid. And he was carrying around these two stuffed animals the whole time. And I asked him about him because it's a little, it's a little bit old, you know, maybe to be carrying two stuffed animals with yeah. you everywhere that you go. And um, so I asked him, I was like, Hey buddy, um, tell me about your stuffed animals. And it was, a, it was a monkey and a bear. And he said, and his parents are divorced. And, he, and they have been since he was a baby. Since, oh, since wow. he was a long really time. Little. And yeah. he, he said, well, this one, he said, I call this one Mama Monkey and I call this one Daddy Bear. Oh, and he said, and I keep them together because it makes me think of my parents being together. Wow. And like my heart just oh, broke wow. in half. I mean, yeah. here this this kid just wants nothing more. And he's and both parents, I think, are remarried. And, they are, yes. Um, and you know, like now lives one lives out of state and he travels to see him. He's got a great relationship with everybody. Mm -hmm. He but does. That he just knows in his heart, like this isn't the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. It's not that God can't redeem. It's not that God yes. can't, you know, bless everybody involved and bless the blended family. But there's just something in a kid that craves right. that that stability of, mm. of being. And and there are, I mean, statistics that, that back up when a child is blessed to be able to, to grow up in the home of his biological parents, then that kid is more likely to, to thrive, you know, academically, socially, emotionally, yes. just all the way down the line. Yeah. And that's by God's design. That doesn't mean that in, in situations where that didn't work out, that you're doomed. Sure. It just points back to God's design yes. being, the, being the best. And um, that doesn't mean you should settle for living in an absolutely miserable environment. We, we want you to thrive in your marriage. A right. big part of what we do here at Exo Marriage is help you, help you get to that place mm -hmm. where you don't just survive, but you thrive, you create the kind of marriage that your kids can look to and and want a marriage like that someday. And um, if you're struggling in your marriage, you know, please reach out, xomarriage.com slash help. Mm -hmm. We have we have trained mediators that can help you. If maybe your marriage is strong, but you want to help somebody else, you might consider giving a donation to this ministry yeah. to help keep families yeah. together, to help create resources to keep them together. Mm -hmm. But um, we're all about that work of yeah. just helping couples. So Susan, what would your advice be to, you know, maybe, maybe that person who, who is divorced, they're listening to this and they're, they're feel they're feeling like, oh man, I, I'm a single parent now, mm. or maybe I'm remarried. How do I help my kid, yeah. you know, navigate just the pain that they're feeling, mm -hmm. recognizing that they are, you know, whether they're carrying around two stuffed animals or not, you know, they're, they're feeling, yes. they're feeling that pain. How can a parent help a child at whatever age the child might be mm -hmm. to just work through the work through the complex emotions of it yes it, it's complex oh, it's so complex and it's amazing the two examples that you both gave one from an adult yeah that was um from a divorced you know family and wanting her parents to get back together or his parents to get back together and then a child with the teddy bears representing mom and dad sounds like that child was a baby when they mm -hmm. divorced or young yeah. maybe didn't even remember the actual divorce itself I would tell parents this again, diagnostically, I want to understand the situation. There's so much emotion involved, but also just understanding 
part of the human reality is we're all trying to get back to the Garden of Eden. Yes. We want things to be right. Yeah. We want things to be perfect again. Even if you're a non-believer, something in you knows that things aren't quite right. And nowhere is that more painful than within the family. That that was the first creation that God decided to create relationally was the marriage out of which came family. Mm -hmm. And so when that becomes broken as every family is broken, but when it becomes broken to the point of divorce, a family torn apart, I believe one of the first ways you can practically begin to understand and to help your child is to recognize their grief. Mm -hmm. There is a grieving that is happening with that person, whether or not they even understand what they're feeling. And that grief can begin to act out depending on the age of your child. That grief can begin to try and find its own um, pain relief. And so as a parent, when you just understand, I want to get supports with how I walk my child through this grieving because there's stages of grief and sometimes with divorce it comes in waves it may rise up again at a different place in that person's life and just recognizing it again it's not saying oh i'm eternally flawed and forever i'll have i'll walk with a limp no god is our god is the god who raises dead things he can handle healing from a divorced family Mm -hmm. and a divorced situation but leaning into him walking with your child giving them space to grieve and what that could look like is really tending the culture of your home that you are being very present with your child, not demeaning what's going on underneath the surface, not being um, punked by the behavior Mm -hmm. and missing what's going on behind that behavior because something's driving it. What is it that's got that child acting out in the way that they are and creating spaces for regular conversation, check in, every child's different. I know some of my children nighttime before bed when I'm completely exhausted, that's when they are ready to have the big talks. Yeah, As a parent, we lean into that moment. Mm -hmm. We lean into with that, that preschool or that toddler or that elementary school age or that teenager that we lean into those moments providing space to grieve i'm obviously a big advocate of biblical counseling you've got to have the right counseling i believe going to the right sources for our answers but a biblical counselor a church that supports you walking in christian community there's so many supports that are practical ways for us to help our family when we're experiencing the pain right. of divorce. So those are those are some of the things that I would suggest. And then there's just so the good. whole element of every child you have. I, I'm sure this is true for you guys. Every child you have is unique. Yes. If you have more than one, you're like, we're the same people. Where did you, how are you so different than your sibling? But every child's unique. And with that comes different struggles and challenges, just like different gifting and amazing things, but they may all react differently to divorce. Mm -hmm. So don't allow the child that is the fireworks display in your home to minimize the one who just seems to be gliding along untouched. Yes, Everybody's been touched. Everybody needs that attention and that love as they grieve and they discover the beauty that honestly applies to divorce in every area of our life. And that is through Christ, he is the God who makes all things new. Yes. Even <clears throat> even a family who's been through the pain of divorce, God has a plan for your family, has a plan for your life, and he can make all things new in those children and in mm-hmm. your own in your own home. I love that. It's beautiful and 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 full of such hope. I want to ask this question. This is one I think kind of is usually one that every divorced, you know, parent ponders, and that's how do I handle how I talk about 
my mm. my ex okay because th i think there's two schools of thought there's there's one where it's like i act like everything's fine i just tell them for what you know on their age appropriate level mom and dad can't be together anymore and we just act like everything's peachy even though it's not and then there's others that say mm. well what if i really wanted to stay and my spouse cheated on me and left me or, or whatever, just or just up and left, you know, and, and we don't even know where the spouse is and that and they never see that other parent. Like what what is your thought on that? Because I know there's yes. a lot of different approaches mm -hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's this is huge. And again, the reality is that marriage has been broken, mm -hmm. but it's looking through the lens, not of what makes me feel better or what justifies me in this moment. You know, there's something in the human heart. We long for justice, especially yes. if you in that marriage scenario feel that there was a great injustice done to you. Your children are not the place for you to receive justice. Absolutely. Trust yes. that with the Lord. Take it to him. Have trusted God loving people in your life that can surround you and encourage you. But when it comes to those children, one of the next steps of damaging behavior that we can do as parents is try to pit them against mm -hmm. their dad or their mom. Yeah, yeah. And we further divide what God has placed in their heart. Now, does that mean that we don't acknowledge um, the, the brokenness of divorce? Mm -hmm. Again, this is a developmental journey. And I think there is a place where at, at different places in the development, we are absolutely able to say, we want you to know Mm -hmm. This is not God's design. And mom and dad, we are not perfect people. We need Jesus. Right. We need Jesus. Your dad needs Jesus. Your mom, I need Jesus. And so we're going to seek him in this broken place that we didn't expect when we got married. Mm -hmm. But we can trust the Lord that even with this broken place and, and, the, and the mistakes along the way, because we're not perfect people, that God can repair our lives and he's got great things in front of us. I just think you speak vision mm -hmm. to what God has for that child rather than speaking venom yes. to what that spouse in your mind has done to you or to your family. We've gotta right. be very careful to let the Lord be the one who um, is the righteous judge right. rather than us trying to step into that role and just furthering bitterness and resentment and destruction in the home. Right, because wouldn't you say, and I know Dave, you can speak to this more, you know, sometimes we'll hear from couples that are divorced and maybe remarried and they're trying to, you know, they're doing their best to, to make that second marriage as strong as possible, mm -hmm. not only for themselves, but for their kids. You know, mm -hmm. they, they're, they're like, I want to do this right. And that can be beautiful, too, because, I mean, you know, it, maybe it didn't work out and you remarry and you're you're trying to, to give, you know, your child a stable home and hoping that maybe your ex creates a stable home as well. And we know people who've done that well, but we know others where they again, they may not say anything to their kids, but yeah. there's this battle mm. of time. Mm. And, and, and then, you know, one spouse feels like, or, you know, one parent feels like I'm just never even seeing my kids. So they may not say anything, but they don't give the time. And, and that's so devastating yeah. too. And, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And I know there's court systems involved here and yeah. that's a whole, we yeah. could have a whole other episode on that. But to the parent that's like, I just, I feel like this divorce, you know, with, with my child, I'm just so concerned that I'm not going to be able to pour into them as much, or I don't have the time. What would you say? Oh, I think intentionality is everything. Yeah. I think that the fact that you're asking that question is already good because mm -hmm. you're seeing your child. Yes. I think of a, um, a case that years ago, I was privileged to walk with a family years ago where the husband had remarried and the wife had remarried. So mm -hmm. mom and dad had remarried other people. Both of the families, particularly at that time, I think it was one side, they had children together. And so you have this nuclear family yeah. with 
one child who was a product of the first marriage. Right. And so this one child was struggling to feel like I even really have a oh. family. I have siblings yeah. that have a nuclear family. I don't. And so mm-hmm. one of the elements of that journey was helping those parents don't try to make her pretend that this isn't hard or, hey, now you have a family. Look, you're part of our family. You're our child. Let her grieve. Walk with her when she needs to talk about that. Be with her. Be present. Acknowledge the challenge that she goes back and forth between yeah. parents. Right. And so I think that you don't want to do that. You know, the emperor has and what is it? The emperor no in his clothes, yeah. right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> you don't want to pretend that there's not something hard in the room, something difficult in the room. At the same time, you're consistently offering hope and pointing them to Jesus who makes all things new. Right. So being intentional with your time, um, being thoughtful. If you have an environment with that other, you know, the, the other parent where you can work that out in, in the best of ways, that's ideal. Yes. But we know that's not often not always Mm -hmm. the case. And so communicating with your child, letting them know, hey, this is not God's design, but we're in it together. Mm -hmm. And we are both gonna run to Jesus. Let's both run to him together. And you do, and God will lead us, he'll lead us home. That is so good. Mm -hmm. And and friends, specifically on those very unique, complex blended family issues, I want to recommend that you reach out to our friends, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, mm-hmm. who lead a ministry called Blended Kingdom Families, um, which is also based here in the DFW area. If you're if you're here in town and want to visit them, but wherever you are in the world, you can go to their website or their social media, and they have so many resources. They are a blended family themselves. Mm-hmm. They can relate from personal experience, and um, they've also got some resources on our website, exomarriage.com. That's right. Well, don't... Tune out just yet, guys. We are going to share our fun fact of the day and dad joke. And um, yeah, so it's <laughs> we're just getting started. And we've we've even got we've got more episodes with our friend Susan Thomas. And just to give you a little sneak preview, she's got a podcast coming on the EXO Network. I'm super excited about it. You're thinking this lady is so wise and so fun. And I'm learning so much. How can I learn more? Well, stay tuned. There's a whole a whole podcast mm-hmm. coming where you're gonna be able to get wisdom from her on a weekly basis. And so we'll be talking more about that soon. That's right. Sweetie, what's the fun fact you have for us today? All right, the fascinating parenting fact today is from factretriever.com. And it is this, okay? It says a popular parenting tradition in Ireland, which is the home country of of my people, McCray's my maiden name Mm -hmm. in Ireland, is beautiful and I love it. Anyway, um, so in Ireland, they sprinkle a crumbled piece of parents' wedding cake on top of their newborn's head while the baby is being baptized. And this is to symbolize the circle of life. So from the marriage to the to the baptism of the baby. How about that's it? Kind of that is sweet. so creative. I know, and so cake. creative. So yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. So for those people Irish that tradition. waited a long time to have that baby, that's some old cake. That is yeah. some moldy cake. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Wash Just, that off fast. <laughs> oh man. To, I, to, uh, let me think. Okay. So I got a. Uh, Your dad, dad joke. Can't dad wait. joke. The dad jokes, guys. Feel free to send me some. Um, they, the ones I tell, they keep getting worse. I need some new ones. So write us on Instagram at Dave and Ashley Willis. You can also just write us there for serious stuff. Too. Whatever you want. Send us a yes. message. Uh, we would love to connect with you over there. But what do you call a truck that smells like feet? I don't know. What do you call a truck that smells like feet? A tow truck. Oh, tow truck. That <laughs> wasn't even that, that hard. Way. I know. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. So now bad. I can't. Now I smell so it. Now bad. I smell it. Smell it. So bad. So you see why I need Stinky new feet. jokes, <laughs> and I, you see why I need you to email me. I love it. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much yeah. for tuning in. Susan, thank you. Thank You're you, always Susan. such a joy thank to you be so here. Good. Thank you. And guys, tune in next time because we have got Susan back again for a really important topic. You're not going to want to miss it. Thank you for being thank here. You. And thank you all for listening. Do us a favor and share this episode. I know that it's going to encourage somebody today. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time.